to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Select Star Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we have someone from the HarperDB team, which I'm excited about because we don't do this very often. So we have Jackson Rep, our VP of product. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't haven't even had you on Select Star yet. It's kind of blasphemy. <laughs> it's uh it's we're we're busy making the product really good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, so today we have Jackson on to talk about a pretty cool um, new feature that's coming out with the next HarperDB release called Custom Functions, um, which is a really big deal for us and hopefully for all of our users and everyone that's listening for a few different reasons. So um, before we kind of jump in and learn a little bit more about what that means and kind of why we created it, Jackson, why don't you share just a little bit about who you are and your background in case people aren't familiar? Sure. I've been in uh, software development and uh, and related computer technologies, including the hardware to host software, IoT type stuff for the last 25 years. Uh, I'm a partially reformed developer uh, who has been handed napkins and told that that was a functional specification uh, and had to work through all of those details. So having <laughs> run the gauntlet of terrible specs and and poorly put together packages and assignments. Uh, when I came on board HarperDB, I made it my mission in life to help us make the easiest product to use where everything just worked. Um, and I think custom functions is a is a big extension of that philosophy at HarperDB. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, I think we've done a good job as a team and especially, you know, obviously the product and development team of, as you said, setting that goal of being the easiest product, the fastest database out there and and that it should just work. And kind of now it's cool to see that we're building um, these different features and functionality on top of that to really extend. So I'm super excited to to hear more about it. So without further ado, then why don't you share a little bit about what is functions and kind of what inspired it, um, what it means, what users can do with it, things like that. Sure. So if you're familiar with HarperDB, you know that we have a built-in API that allows you to execute operations uh, against the data set that you store. Uh, it is a Fastify server, so there's one route, and it basically accepts your operations, authorizes your user, and allows you to execute those operations. Uh, but many times, there were people who, in essence, were setting up APIs that performed, say, one or two operations or some modification of data, and then once they needed to get their data, would in turn make another HTTP call to HarperDB. That seemed relatively inefficient, given that we're already running a Fastify server. So Custom Functions is a second standalone Fastify server with user-definable routes that have access to core HTTP methods. So you can set up, in effect, your own API server with your own named routes, uh, accepting any method, get, post, update, delete, or patch, delete. And then within those handlers for those routes, uh, query HarperDB, query external APIs, uh, run it against a third-party authentication server, um, 
modify your data set before returning it, and then return it all in a single HTTP request. So uh, we like to call it collapsing the stack in that normally a project that requires you to set up a database uh, inevitably requires you to set up some sort of API server. And then you have uh, perhaps a an SSL cert that you need to generate. So you've got like an Nginx server in front of that. And really, everything can just be condensed into one application that you install uh, independently. And you can activate or not activate custom functions, much like you can activate or not activate our clustering technology to move data between servers uh, or instances of HarborDB. So what we really tried to do was allow users who were familiar with Fastify and how to create those routes and didn't want to set up their own standalone API server to do that just all in one place. That's awesome. And yeah, so it sounds like we're just providing even more flexibility. And, you know, obviously it's called custom functions, just providing that option to customize even more on top of, you know, the functionality HarperDB already has. Is this is this type of functionality something that other similar tools usually provide or are we kind of groundbreaking in that realm? Well, I think there are more and more, there are more database servers that are including an HTTP API, but ultimately the authentication and permissions that go around hitting those endpoints, unless they've got infrastructure around it to determine whether or not you're supposed to be able to access a specific operation or a specific route, um, not a lot of the people have that. Most of it is, most of it is that HTTP API by any other database uh, needs to be accessed in order for security to be in place by another API, uh, an API server that they spin up. We just decided to let you spin up your own API server, and you can choose the number of processes uh, that you choose to spin it up with, um, just like you can choose the number of processes you choose to run HarperDB under. Uh, so it's truly a standalone instance. You can restart it. You can reload your routes um, and never affect HarperDB's API or core functionality. And I think one of the most exciting things about it is that it is completely file-based. So you would develop a what we call a project, um, say a dogs folder inside our custom functions uh custom functions folder, which is the root for all of these routes. And ultimately, it, you create a project that might have a package JSON. It might have a node modules. It might have other includes. Um, it has helpers, helper files that you could add and include in your routes. And then all of this is based just strictly on the file system. So you can also make it a Git repository and commit your changes after you test them on your local server. And then the nice thing about HarborDB functions in the studio is not only can you look at and edit any of these files, but you can also deploy the entire project folder to other instances with a single click. So you may have a local instance that looks at a, a USB camera and analyzes those, runs a TensorFlow classification against it, saves it if there's a face that it recognizes, and then ultimately store the annotated image file. Uh, you could build a package like that, commit it to Git, GitHub, and then ultimately deploy that package to all of your instances right from the studio. Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely helpful, I think, in clarifying, you know, how this is different from from what other people might be familiar with using. And so 
Um, I can see why this has been such a big, exciting step for us and why our team is so eager to, to get this out there. Um, what was the process like of, of building out this functionality? I mean, from, you know, first inception of this idea to, to build out custom functions to now where we're hopefully releasing within a week or two, um, you know, what, what has that process been like? Well, ironically, we just switched our internal API server, our operations server, from Express to Fastify. Um, we gained about uh, twice the performance in terms of queries just for our basic operations. And Fastify, if you're familiar with it, is an extremely flexible, uh, composable, while opinionated, uh, Web server and it can it just has an auto load feature that loads any given route in a folder. And the more I tried to wrap my head around how we could add this custom functionality, which started out feeling a little like stored procedures in some way, uh, the more I got to the point where I didn't want to store them in a database. I wanted to use the file system, and and Fastify was incredibly helpful. And then we had Ethan from uh, Fastify who actually did a webinar with us, and he built a, a a route that was auto-loaded and it just sort of popped into my mind that we could do it that way. Uh, so since we already had Fastify included in the product, it really didn't take that much to add it at all. Okay, that makes sense. And and yeah, I, I, I know we did that event earlier this year. Maybe that was January, February of this year. And I'm sure Ethan and lots of other Fastify fans and users will be um, pretty excited and intrigued to kind of hear about that process and and the new functionality. Is there um, is there any other functionality that you're excited about that's coming with this upcoming release or even further into the future of you know what's what's to come for HarperDB? There are a lot of new pieces and parts we added to make this work uh, as fluidly as it does. Um, we have a new internal messaging system. Uh, that basically allows us to communicate between processes uh, and simplify a great deal of the code. Uh, we also um, are refactoring uh, how we manage all of those individual processes. Right now, we allow you to choose the number of HDB processes and the number of com custom function server processes. Uh, previously, we were doing that on our own. We would build our own, and now we are... Uh, We've included a package called PM2, which is sort of the industry standard for managing node processes. It, it allows us to uh, manage and monitor all of those processes with a great deal more granularity. Um, and it's just a much more solid approach than the homegrown one we've been using up to now. Not that it was unstable before, but now we have access to a lot more statistics about which processes might be hanging or running slowly. Um, and we can self-correct or restart or reboot processes as necessary. So um, that's an extremely exciting, however, completely invisible improvement to the product. And there's lots of them in there in this release, in this upcoming release, 3.1. Great. Well, that's, that's all good news. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to get it out. I'm sure you and the team are ready as well. And um, for anyone listening, we're actually going to do an event in a few weeks, probably sometime in August. Um, that's you know where we can demo live the custom functions and some other cool functionality with HarperDB. So even if you've been a user for a while or haven't checked it out yet, um, our kind of monthly or bi-monthly live stream events are a great way to learn more about it and, and see it in action. So 
I'm definitely excited to to get that out there and um, appreciate you, Jackson, taking the time to share a little bit more about what it means. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share about Harper EB in general or just anything that might be interesting? No, just that as we've been heading down this road uh, where we have PM2 sort of managing the individual processes, HarperDB's API and our clustering engine and now custom functions, um, we begin to look at HarperDB as a core data storage algorithm and all of those other processes as modules. So I don't think it's telling too much too soon to say that we might soon entertain the idea that users could add modules that would hang off of the side of HarperDB, have access to core HarperDB methods, um, be able to bypass the HTTP API, and perhaps run as a cron, for example, or a sensor gathering, uh, a sensor gathering module that would spin up on start and perhaps access a COM port of some sort, ingest data continuously, and without ever making a single HTTP call, uh, insert data from those sensor readings straight into HarperDB. So it's a very, very exciting transition that we're going through. And ultimately, I think at the end of this, we're not going to be so much just a database as we're going to be a pretty comprehensive, you know, plug-in-based development platform uh, that's a, that allows you to move your data wherever you need to move it, as well as the workloads, including, you know, the API functions or custom modules. Uh, wherever you might need them. Uh, it's a very, very exciting prospect. And it's kind of been on my roadmap since I started the company. And uh, and I look forward to uh, maybe 3.2, possibly 4.0. <laughs> well, that's that's all super exciting stuff. And, um, you know, I, I know you and the team have always been on the forefront of, of innovation and um, especially when it comes to functionality. So it's cool for me to even hear updates because I don't always, um, you know, I'm, I'm not as intertwined with the product team. So it's even fun for me to hear it and super excited to see where we go with it. And for those listening, if you do ever have questions or feedback or um, suggestions for the product team, we have a feedback board that our product team um, is constantly monitoring. And we also have a community Slack channel and just lots of ways to connect with our team. We'd want to keep um, the HarperDB experience as you know interactive as possible. Um, constantly building it together. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and thank you, Jackson, for taking time to, I know you're super busy, so appreciate you taking the time to explain a little more about this. And I'm super excited to have you demo some of this functionality here um, in a couple of weeks. Outstanding. I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Jackson. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Select Star your resource for innovative technology and developer topics. You can find our episodes in all the usual places. Spotify, Apple, Google, RSS, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and share. You can learn more about HarperDB at harperdb.io.